Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without any fiddling and diddling. They call us the good guys. I don't know why, because we're not really that good. Well, we think we're good, but actually we're just kind of mediocre. My name is Morgan Freeman, and I'd like to welcome you to the Gary Lovett and Friends podcast. That's Gary and his brother Keith. By the way, why doesn't Keith get top billing? Good morning again, folks. Gary Lovett and Friends. I'll tell you, I am in a crazy, crazy wild mood here this morning because the wild and crazy Gary U.S. Bonds is on the line, Gary! How are you? God, I've come to the crazy place. That's right. It's the Mental Defective League in formation. <laughs> they all, they're crawling up the walls. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, buddy. Everything's fine. You know, hunkered down, still waiting for this COVID to go on past, but it doesn't seem to want to move any further than where it is now. No, it doesn't. But you know what, folks? We're speaking with Gary U.S. Bonds, one of my all-time favorites, I can remember the day I saw you for the first time. No, I can't say I was there back in the early 60s or the late 50s watching you then because I was born in 61. But I can remember it was my first year at Salem State College up here in Massachusetts. And my brother said, you like Springsteen, you like Southside Johnny, you got to come out with us tonight to see this guy, Gary U.S. Bonds. And I saw you, I believe it was at the Channel in Boston. And I said... That's about right. Yeah, that's right, right? And you're up there on stage, and I said, who is this guy? This guy, was, you were great, and you're still great today. And this is the best part, folks. Gary U.S. Bonds is 81 years old. You wouldn't know it. He looks like he's in his late 40s, early 50s. I got to know, yeah, I got to know. How is it that you look so young at the age of 81? Well, I, I, I never buy a, a vodka over $15. <laughs> So you go for the cheap stuff. You got to go for the cheap stuff because it keeps you alive. I want to know if you're drinking any Grape Ripple. No, I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> All right. How about some Colt 45 malt liquor? Colt 45, I haven't done that. The last time I did that was, uh, I think, in Rehoboth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, let's go back in time. First song... That hits the charts, I believe, was New Orleans. Am I right with that? Yeah, New Orleans was the first one, 1959, actually, but uh, 1960, they said. Right, and it gets to number six on the charts. It wasn't number one, and then there was a couple others, but then we come up with quarter to three. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was uh, I was aware of Daddy G, who uh, my, my, my dear, dear, dear friend, who I just talked to the night before last, he's He's still in Chicago now, and he's, what, 95 years old, Daddy G. Wow. And they're still playing. He's still fresh as ever. They're, they're, they're talking about not getting old. That guy doesn't get old, you know. And I just sent him a, a, a couple of twos. I told him, I said, Dad, I need you to play on a couple of these, you know. So he's going to do it for me. He goes, well, you know, I'm uh, 95. I go, you, you keep telling me that. And, <laughs> But you keep asking me for money. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it always is, Gary. 
That's the way it always is. Hey, folks, you uh, got Gary U.S. Bonds with Gary Levitt. Uh, we're calling this the Gary and Gary Show this morning. And it's Gary, you, you, you get top credit. So it's the Gary U.S. Bonds Show with his buddy Gary Levitt. How's that? <laughs> I like that. Okay. I, I think that works well. But, Gary, you got New Orleans. Tell us a little bit about that song because there's a lot of things about that song that I think are quite remarkable. Obviously, you come out with that. It's different than a lot of the songs that were out at the time. What were the expectations when you did? Well, it was, it, they gave me that when I mentioned like Frank Guida, who was on the radio, uh, not the radio, on, on the recording studio and the label. And all, he was also my manager and uh, my driver, my tax collector. You, you know, in those days, they, they did everything. As long as they got the money, (laughs) 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 he told me to do this song for and Joe Royster, uh, who was his buddy, actually wrote the song. And Joe Royster was a shoe salesman at Hofheimer's across the street from the record store. Wow! Who became his friend and eventually became my friend. Real nice guy, but totally country guy. This is down in Norfolk, Virginia. Yep. Totally country. I mean, this guy's from backwoods country. And uh, he says, yeah, I wrote this song, but, but yeah, I think you're going to like it. And I listened to it, and I go, but it's a country song. He goes, yeah, that's what I write. <laughs> I go, over, I don't know what to do with a country song. You know, I've never done that. He said, well, look at it, listen to it, and see what you, and see if you could change it. So I took it home, and, you know, my mom was a piano teacher. And she had a uh, piano on the back porch in, in Virginia. So I got out there with her, and uh, she loved Cap Calloway. Oh, many the Moocha, yes, sir. Yeah, she loved Cap Calloway. And on one of her songs, yeah, many the Moocha, what? You hide 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 and I loved the way that the audience participated with him and I said, Well why don't we do something like that, Mom? And she says, Okay, and I came up with a hey, 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 yeah you know, and uh and we, we, that's that was our whole tag for the uh New Orleans thing and then I changed, you know, the the musically just to Regular rock and roll, you know, four-chord four harmony. That's what it sounded like to me. And, folks, right now here on 1510 WMEX, Gary Levin Friends, let's listen to Gary U.S. Bonds and taking you back to New Orleans, or as some people call it, New Orleans. Here we go. All righty. <laughs> Down in New Orleans, I said, hey, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 yeah. I said, hey, 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 
Gary, I'll tell you what, that song stands the test of time. What? Let's think about it this way. It rocks, it rolls, and it gets you going. There's no doubt about it. Even right now, as we were in the studio, everybody was clapping their hands and stomping their feet. How cool is that? Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. <laughs> I I got to ask you this. This is the cool thing about you and your crew. You got your wife and you got your daughter harmonizing and doing backing vocals up there. How do you ref- what you refer to them as Big Mama and Little Mama? Is that right? Big Mama and Little Mama. Yep. And they're great. They're, they're not just talented women. They move really well up there on stage, but they're beautiful as well. I have to say the Bonds family as a whole may the, be the best-looking bunch of people I've ever seen from one family. Why, thank you very much, Gary. And don't worry, I'm not coming on to you, yeah. <laughs> yeah I recognize it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right, let's move it up to quarter to three, which is your number one song or your first number one song. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild song. I, you know, that song was uh, instrumental in the beginning. That was Daddy G's, uh, one of his songs that he put out, but it didn't do very well, you know. I guess, I don't know what happened to it. They didn't really like it that much, you know. And that's when I came in one day at the studio, and they said, uh, would you want to put some lyrics to this? And I went, okay. And I went in the office, and I just, I, I don't know, I guess I was there 10, 15 minutes and wrote down quarter to three came back out and I said, what do you think? And I said, well, let's go in there and, and record it. And we did. And lo and behold, it became the number one song for me. In 1961. In fact, it was June of 61 that that was number one. And after my birthday. And that sold a million records. One million records. It's a gold disc. Yep, it sure did, boy. Sheesh, that is so cool. It really is. The best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, hey, tell, tell us the truth. Were you able to make some money off that or what? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. Uh, but by the time that I, I had started getting stolen from, I had learned how to not get stolen from 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 Guida. Yeah, know? nice. And uh, that kind of helped out. But, I mean, he got me there for a while. So when you get to number one in June of 61, who do you displace? Who was number one at that point? I think it was Elvis, believe it or not. I think you took over Elvis' spot. We're going to have to do our research, but I had looked a little bit. I says, I think I think he replaced Elvis at that spot, so that's pretty darn good. That'll teach him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't don't mess with the man with the bonds, that's for sure. Right. Don't mess with the <laughs> But, you know, throughout the 60s, you had some nice songs, School's Out, Dear Lady Twist, 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 Senora, and, of course... Then we take you all the way into 63, and you were headlining above the Beatles. Is that right? I want to figure that one out. Help me out with that. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I went over there. Okay. And this is what Frank Guido again told me. Uh, this is after I came back, because the guys that were backing me up over there, uh, you know, were just a band. When you go to England, you know, I didn't take a band. I just went over there with me and... Uh, um, was it Johnny Burnett? I forgot Johnny Burnett and the other the other boy. What was his name? A hundred pounds of clay guy. <laughs> yes, that's it. You got it. I can't think of his name, yeah. but he he just passed away two or three years ago too. 
and 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 this bad backed us up. And when I got back to uh, uh, Virginia, Greta told me that he said, "Well, you know who the guys were that backed you up." I goes, "Not. I mean, I know them, but uh, but I don't know who they are." So yeah, they're gonna. They, it looks like they're gonna be a big star. You know, no kidding. Yeah, they're, they're called the Beatles. And I, 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 to this day, I still don't believe it was them. But you know, I went along with it because I didn't know. Well, the publications that I see here, Gav, looked at several. It does have you headlining over the Beatles. Nothing wrong with that. That'll teach him. Yeah, that's right. So you beat the King and you beat the Fab Four. Beatles and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and any other insects that come along. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> no stone unturned. There we go. <laughs> so now we move up a couple of years. And, of course, after Quarter Three is named as one of the top 500 rock and roll songs of all time. Actually, top 500, that doesn't mean anything to me. I put it in my top top 100, maybe top 50. I'll go top 50. How's that, yeah? I like that. Okay. Top 50 for Quarter to Three. We don't see you for a while. You disappear. Well, at least from the, the charts and from the radio and such. And then all of a sudden, in 79, 80, thereabouts... Guy by the name of Bruce Springsteen introduces Mr. Gary U.S. Bonds, and it kind of revitalized your career. It, it brought you back, and boy, did you have some really, really good songs during that time period. Yeah, we did. Uh, you know, me and the boss, we had we had a good time together in the studio and stuff. And uh, yeah, we created uh, a lot of good songs there. You know, a lot of good covers and. It was just fun, you know, being with the guys. They were good guys. You know, I, well, I look at the songs. The songs, for me in particular, I love the song On the Line. And it's a great song. I also love Out of Work, which you kind of revitalized, or I should say revamped a little bit <laughs> recently, <laughs> obviously to do with the political setting of this country. So tell us about that remake, if you could. Well, no, that was just a thing. We're just sitting here at the house, and and, and I, my wife is she was manning the camera, so <laughs> she's still proud of that, you know. And, and, and let's do this, you know. Let's just just talk about this COVID thing and see what happens. And uh, we just did. I think it, that took us maybe a couple of hours, you know, and gave it to my daughter because she was good with that computer stuff. And then she uh, kind of edited it out and it did every, everything for it and added the music and all of the uh, 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 funny cartoon things in it, you know. And uh, lo and behold, man, I, that, uh, I think we got about, you know, uh, close to a million views. You did get a million views. I was just going to say that. Folks, just in case you happen to turn in or tune in right now here on 1510WMEX, we are speaking with the legendary rock and roller, R&B guy extraordinaire, the one and only Gary U.S. Bonds, a longtime favorite of mine for sure. Gary, in the 80s, as we were talking about, as you kind of came back to the stage and started doing some really good things with the boss, Bruce Springsteen, one of the songs that brings you back near to the top of the charts is This Little Girl. Yeah, This Little Girl. That was... Uh... That's a cool song. He wrote that over at the house here. He came over to the house with me one day. We were in the studio doing uh, other songs that were on the album, you know. And 
he sat down at the piano. This was like about three o'clock in the morning. Me and Big Mama, we we had gone to bed. Little Mama had gone to bed, and he was still up, you know, plucking around on the piano. And then he kind of called me, Bonzi, come here. I want you to hear that, man. Like in the morning, I'll be out there later. No, no, no. You got to come hear it now. Oh my God, is this guy? <laughs> And I went out there and he played it for me. And I went, yeah, nice song, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll discuss it in the studio tomorrow. And the next day we went in and recorded it. I'm glad he woke me up. <laughs> it does. Now, I'm trying to find it here. How high up does that go on the charts? I thought it was top ten. Yeah, it was. I, okay. think it was. I think it was another top five. I think it was a five. That is five. Here it is right in front of me. See, it scrolled on up. Number five, this little girl... Gary U.S. Bonds, collaborating with the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Here it is, folks, on 1510 WMEX. Gary Levitt and friends, this little girl, she's mine, or she or yours. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll split her in two. Here she we go. belongs to somebody. <laughs> Here she comes, walking down the street. You know, she's walking just like she's walking to come and see me.
Gary, I remember you coming up to the studios here in Massachusetts when I was shooting a TV pilot. Yep. And you sang with the crew, which included Joey Stan and Hal and and Lance and the other guys from the band. And I remember this young little girl that was 10 years old. At the end of the song, she jumped up into your arms. Do you remember what her name was? Or do you remember who she was? I remember that, but I remember her name. Yeah, that happened to be my daughter, Renee, believe it or not. <laughs> that's right, it was Renee, yeah. Wow, that's how, she was only 10 then? She was only 10 then, and she wants to, she wants you to get, she wants to get on stage with you again someday, as long as Big Mama and Little Mama say it's okay. That's no, just fine, but forget about it. She can do anything she wants. She's, she's doing a little bit of her own country career, you know, you spoke about that with New Orleans, and so that's... She's doing really, really good. Yeah, she is, she really is. So maybe, maybe we'll get Renee and the Renegades to open up for Gary U.S. Bonds and his band. That would be pretty cool. Sounds like a winner. I like it. So, now... Other songs that I really have dug from yours over the years. The one, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me the background on it. Something about it. I feel it's the most soulful of all the songs that you've done. And it's Club Soul City. Yeah, that was uh, that, was, that was Bruce's uh, favorite song. And I, I didn't know what it was. And I said, Bruce, I, I don't know if we should do that because not the kind of things that I do. And he goes, eh, do it for me. So, of course, you do what the boss says. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it turned out to be a really, really cool song. Very hard to sing. Yeah. Man, it's hard to sing, you know. But, uh, you know, we got through it. We got through it. You hit notes on that song. I don't even how do you do it. I, I'm going to take a guess that you were wearing those old Jordache jeans. That's the only way you were going to hit those high notes. Yeah, and 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 I had on my 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 wife's undies. Oh my! But but the 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 thing about that song, you you're you're almost like you're moving and grooving with it, but at the same time, I can see you sing it. You close your eyes and you say, "This is this is Bonds at his soulful best." I do you feel that when you're singing that song? Oh yeah, yeah, we do it especially when we do it live. Yeah, you know, it's really kind of cool because that's. That's one of the times that the band can, can mellow out. And then I can hear it. Everybody else can hear, you know. We're not rocking and rolling and raving and acting crazy. Uh, we just kind of mellow out and just kind of... It, 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 the whole song lays back, you know, so it's it's good. It's good to, to let yourself out on. Now, during these times, whether it was the 80s into the 90s, 2000s, and even as recent within the past five or six years, I know when there's some big shows in New York or New Jersey that Springsteen's apt to pull you up on stage or invite you out to do some of the shows. And I think a lot of times people feel it's unplanned. But can you give us a secret whether they are planned or not when he does ask you to come join them at the Meadowlands or any of the other venues? Most. I mean, because the last time I did something when he was at the uh, uh, the Coliseum, uh, I, I was uh, actually I, I was in the, the village with uh, me and um, uh, God, I'm getting bad with names these days. And uh, me, another entertainer, we were having wine together. And Lou Christie, I, I was well. Yeah, we were just having. And it was raining like crazy. And I get this phone call. And it goes, Bonzu, where are you? 
and I go, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in the village. Can you get over here? I go, well, where are you? <laughs> I didn't know he was there. <laughs> I, I'm at the Coliseum. I said, what are you doing? We're doing a show, but we're not going on now because it's it's raining so hard. Said, by the time you get here, it would have stopped raining. So the car that I was with, I had a driver, you know, and I said, Lou, do you mind? He goes, no, I'll just sit there and drink this wine by myself. <laughs> 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 I got in the car, and we got over there from the village to the Coliseum, I think, in less than a half hour. Nice. And he says, what do you want to sing? I go, well, whatever you bring up. And the next thing I know, I'm on stage, and we're doing uh, This Little Girl, and we did um, uh, another song. I don't know what it Yeah, was. I know what you did. I saw the show. It was Jolie Blonde. Was it Jolie? Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. That's when they had to sign that somebody uh, wanted, wanted to hear Jolie Blonde. And he said, oh, yeah, this is your lucky night. We can get somebody to do that. And, uh, yeah, we said, yeah, that's what it was. It's really blind. This little girl. So, no, uh, most of the times they're not, uh, they're not set up. We just go for it. Now, Jolie Blonde, what, what does that song mean? Because is Jolie Blonde like someone's name, or is that like... Uh... That's an old Cajun song. Okay. It's, 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 it's uh, uh, a, a, a blonde girl down in, in, in Cajun time, you know, and they're discussing, I think, a boyfriend or something. So <laughs> he's explaining about her, a Cajun angel. Gotcha, gotcha. And that, of course, is off the album with this little girl. So, folks, if you, and Gary, this is up to you, though. Do you mind if we play that? Because that, too, was a charted hit during that time. So, Joey Bond. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a fun song. Let's do that then. Gary U.S. Bonds, he's our guest this morning on Gary Levitt and Friends. And just in case you didn't know, he hijacked the show, folks, from the get-go, because that's the way he is. That's the way he is. He's got his $15 bottle of booze. He brought in some gr- He brought in some vintage grape ripple. I don't know where the hell he got that. I didn't even think they made that anymore. And then, of course, he says, this is now the Gary U.S. Bonds and Gary Levitt Show. It's Gary and Gary. Let's do Jolie Blonde here on a Sunday morning.
right, Gary. So we've talked about your past, a little bit of uh, the present. What does the future have for you? Because you're 81, you're not slowing down at all. I could see you, once things open up here in 2021, 2022, doing the same old Bonzi things that you've been doing for all these years. Oh, you got to, man. You can't slow down. Now you slow down. Now somebody hits you in the rear. <laughs> yeah, they do. They <laughs> you do. don't ever want that to happen. Now, but what about all these guys? So, uh, the guys that started with you or the women that started with you way back in the late 50s into the 60s, 70s and onward as we go, a lot of them have passed. A lot of them are out of the scene. We talked about it a little bit before we got you on the phone that a lot of people are out of the industry whatsoever. Why do they do that? Why don't they stay active like you? Well, well, they can't. They're dead. <laughs> Good point. I, you know, I, I, could, I couldn't figure that one out. I, I went to the Peabody School Systems. So that's what threw me off. <laughs> in fact, one, I think, well, there's, there's a couple. There's Leonard Box, an old trombone player. And I understand that he's still living. And I think he's in Chicago, too. I think that's what Daddy G told me. And Daddy G, who is 95 years old. So, you know, and everybody else, uh, you know, Nab Shields and and all the other guys. I don't even know if Melvin Glover, the old drummer, is is still alive. I haven't heard from him in over 50 years. You know, so I don't know. But most of them have passed away. So... Okay, so you do run the span, or you you span these decades. Each decade that comes at you, do you do you approach it differently, or is it just the same old, same old? No, I just been you know, I've, I've been rocking ever since I can remember, you know, and I, that's what I do. That's that's my mo. I liken job. Well, I liken you to a ball player. I think of the the ball players that have lasted forever in their particular sport you know you got Nolan Ryan in baseball he pitched well into his 40s the the great Satchel Page who played in the old Negro Leagues before he even got to the majors he was like in his 40s and then he plays well into his 50s and then of course you got Tom Brady at 45 still one of the best if not the best quarterback in the NFL and then we take Gary U.S. Bonds at age 81 and you haven't slowed down a bit yeah and uh, next 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 year, I'm I'm going to go out for the uh, football Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> I I heard they have the Gary U.S. Bonds Golden Jockstrap hanging in there. <laughs> Way up in the ceiling. Okay, every year there's the Gary U.S. Bonds birthday celebration. It's usually at BB King's, but I think it's changed up over the years. So. Are we going to have one this year? Kings is, is gone out of New York now. Oh, no. So where are we going to hold it? I don't know. But the last year, we we couldn't do it because of this COVID. Right. So And the year before that, which was the last year of B.B. Uh, Kings, I did it in several different places. I did it in my father's place out in Long Island. I did it at uh, a, a couple of clubs in Manhattan. And all of a sudden, looked around. I had like five birthdays, you know? I said, by the time I get out of this year, I'll be 112 years old. <laughs> I, I, I've got a novel idea here. I don't know if you're, you're up for it, Gary. A lot of Gary U.S. Bonds fans here in New England. There's no doubt about that. Let's say we put something on with the radio station, WMEX 1510. We'll bring in your buddy, Jimmy J., along with you and anybody else that wants to celebrate your birthday up here in the New England area. Would you be up for that? Yeah, that'll be that'll be fine, you know. 
That would be great, actually. We'll broadcast it live, too, on the radio. I think that would even be better. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So here's the song, Before You Go Here This Morning, that got me up and running again. It's on my Spotify. So when I'm out running on a daily basis, when this song chimes in, I pick up the pace. And it's a song called Can't Teach an Old Dog. Can't Teach an Old Dog, New Tricks. Yes, I love it. Could you do me a favor? Dumb dog, nothing. <laughs> Would you give us a little version of that this morning? What do you think? Could you do that, or is that asking too much? Can't teach an old dog, new tricks. Can't teach an old dog, new tricks. <laughs> I love it. And, folks, we're going to hear that, and then we're going to come back one more time before we say goodbye to Gary. Here it is. Gary Levin, friends. It's Gary U.S. Bonds. Sorry, let's do that again. It's Gary U.S. Bonds and friends featuring Gary Levitt over there. He's in the corner. He takes a backseat to Gary U.S. Bonds. And the song is called Can't Teach an Old Dog New Trick.
to say, Lord, I ain't always right, but I know when you're wrong. Cause I've been doing it too doggone long. You can sing it if you wanna, but it's still my doggone song. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. get pumped up when you're working out whether you're in the weight room whether you're out running it doesn't matter it's got the sax in there it's like in the guitar and it's got the voice of gary u.s bonds that's a good one okay well i'd be remiss if i didn't mention one more song because i know we're here in march and winter is almost over for the most part but back in early december you introduced a christmas song and the song is called Baby, Baby, it's, it's Christmas. I don't know where you came up with that, but for whatever reason, it just hit me right. That is a song that's going to get played a lot over the next few years for sure. So did how'd that come about? That's a friend of mine uh, uh, wrote that song, and he, he brought it over there to me because I wanted him to be in the band. And unfortunately, he didn't want to. He didn't want to do that. In fact, he couldn't show business all together and, uh, and just stopped playing. What an excellent guitarist, too, and singer. He was fantastic. But I guess, uh, I don't know, it, it, it didn't work in his head too good. So anyway, he he, he, he sat down with me, and uh, we put it together. And it was just me, him and I and the guitar. And uh, it was great. It just felt good, just sitting just with the guitar and, 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 and him and I. And that's him singing the uh, uh, harmony with me. Nice. It's it's a good little song. It's simple, but it hits it. It really does hit it. And I think it's a... Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Exactly. You're sitting around with the family. You're uh, just talking. It's not into the eating portion of Christmas Eve or Christmas Day night. It's just like hanging out with family. It's hanging out with friends, and it's one of those songs that, wow, that's that's really cool. Yep. It really is a nice, homey Christmas song. There you go. Gary, U.S. Bonds, you were great here this morning. I want you to say hi to Big Mama and to Little Mama, if you could, for me. I sure will. They remember and love you. Well, the last time we saw each other was in Elliott, Maine, about, oh, gosh, six years ago. And the first time we met was actually down in the Flemington Speedway in New Jersey, where I was down there doing my voice show. And I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself here, folks. But before we go this morning, I dressed up as Springsteen after I did my little impressionist show. And Gary says, well, if you're going to dress up at, like him, you better be able to get on stage and sing like him. He puts me on stage and I pull a hammer, uh, hammer, 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 
Ed Norton or Ralph Cramden moment, and I forgot the lyrics. <laughs> so I promise I won't do that again. Did you get the papers he sent you? Yes, I did. <laughs> good. The police will be there to pick you up so shortly. <laughs> Gary U.S. Bonds, thank you very much. Folks, this has been the Gary and Gary Show on WMEX. You take care, my friend. You bet, and you too, buddy. God bless. Producer Dave here from pod617.com. A reminder to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts. Wherever you find it, you can always go to pod617.com for the full library of this show. In pod, we trust.